0: Good morning. Good morning. This morning we have two scripture readings, one from Acts twenty thirty-five, and one from Hebrews 6, 10. In everything I showed you, that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Hebrews 6.10 For God is not unjust so as to to forget your work and the love which you have shown towards his name in having ministered and in still ministering to the saints.
1: Think about this with me. The way a person really thinks about God will impact the way a person thinks about and handles money. The way we really think about God will impact the way we think about and handle money. How does the way you handle money and think about it reveal you? In Matthew 6, 19 through 24, Jesus dealt with that very concept. And he talked about two portfolios, two financial plans. One that was concerned about treasures in heaven... The other primarily concerned about treasures on earth. One can't help but think about a rich man in Luke 12 verses 13 through 21. A rich man that Jesus talked about and called a fool because as rich as he was as far as all of his accounts and all of his lands and all of his wealth would be concerned, the text says he was not rich toward God. I don't know what is in your bank account. And I don't want to know. But I know that there's nothing in the world more important than being rich toward God. The way we think about God makes an impact on the way we think about money and how we handle it. Here's another thought to consider. It's closely related to that first thought. That the way we think about God makes an impact on the way we think about and handle money? The greatest investments we will ever make are eternal investments. The greatest investments you will ever make are eternal investments. Now open your Bibles to Matthew 6. And you can see in Matthew 6, 19 through 24, Jesus dealing with the matter of priorities and and the emphasis that we have in life and things that are dear, uh, really dear to us, tells us some things about our attitude toward money when we're into making eternal investments. The greatest investments are investments we make in eternity. Notice what Jesus says. He says first of all, the investments you and I make in eternity constantly appreciate. They constantly appreciate. By way of cross-reference, consider Matthew 19.29 when Jesus says, if someone has left anybody or anything, their lands, whatever, for my name's sake, they will receive a hundredfold in this life and eternal life to come. My financial planner is here this morning, but I guarantee you that person cannot financially assist me and plan the way God does. Investing in eternity constantly appreciates. One really never loses if we invest in eternity. Secondly notice this from Matthew 6:19 through 24 Investing in eternity is as secure an investment as one will ever make Federally insured by the FDIC? No. When we talk about the security of the investment it's in heaven where moth and rust won't consume and where thieves won't break through and steal it's in the safekeeping of God himself every investment made in eternity is overseen by God third when we look at Matthew 6:19 through 24 And it speaks about giving and eternal investments. We can know this. Cross-reference Philippians 4.18. Philippians 4.18. Because Paul in that passage is talking about a financial investment the Philippian church had made in eternity in assisting him. And he says, I want you to know that this sacrifice that you've made to help me in the service of God is a sweet-smelling sacrifice and well-pleasing to God. When we invest in eternity, we can know beyond any doubt that that kind of investment pleases the Lord. And the older I get... The more that matters. And it ought to matter to all of us. Again, looking at Matthew 6 19 through 24 and letting it be a passage concerning which this lesson really revolves. Investing in eternity creates joy. It creates joy. God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20 and verse 35. God does not forget what we do out of love for Him and His way, His cause. Hebrews 6 and verse 10. I think of the ways that it causes joy. It causes joy with God and the angels of heaven when people invest in eternity. It should cause joy congregationally that we can partner with others and most of all partner with God in the accomplishment of His will. It ought to cause joy for those that are impacted by our support. And it ought to cause us great personal joy to give. And what is astounding is that God chooses to partner with us. You think God needs our money? Not really. But God chooses to partner with us in the accomplishment of His will. Christians that lack the sense of generosity and giving fail to show the spirit of Jesus. It's really that simple. Because the way we think about God has an impact on the way we think about money and handle Finances. We ought to be investing in eternity. I stand before you this morning because of people through the years, including yourselves, who have invested in me. I am mindful of that. Some of them helped and encouraged when I know that they didn't have much materially to help and encourage with, and yet they were so generous. Anyone who has ever been supported in the cause of Christ should be deeply humbled by the generosity of people who give and encourage and pray. They are making an investment in eternity in our ministries. Third, the two statements I've really focused on, the way a man thinks about God will impact the way that one thinks about and handles money. No investment in all the world is more important than spiritual investments because these are the only investments that will impact and go on through eternity. And they're very revealing. Think about Matthew 6.21. A gracious, generous, giving spirit on the part of Christians is a clear indication of where our real treasure is. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, number three, I am glad the West Side Church needs money. I'm glad the West Side Church needs money, and we all should be. Because we are privileged to partner with God in the greatest work in the world. And because eternity will be affected by the work that we do or neglect doing. If you are to look at the West Side budget, I have not seen it. I am preaching by faith this morning, but a preacher should any time. So I'll see it when you do, but I think I have enough confidence in the individuals that prayed over this and struggled over this and put things together to say this. I believe that the history here that I've had with the congregation has been one, budget-wise of being a really good and diverse spiritual portfolio, investing in eternity. Let me illustrate what I mean. Rod Kyle, for over 50 years, has been serving the cause of Christ in New Zealand, Australia, Tasmania, the Solomon Islands, and many other places. He is a senior statesman in that part of the world looked to as an example of evangelistic fervor and looked to as an example of wisdom by Christians throughout that part of the world. He's been here on a number of occasions. And we have supported that man. Seen his children grow up into adulthood. Seen his wife pass to glory. Heard of some of his own struggles with heart issues. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that man's heart spiritually. We get to support him. Denzel Roberts in Nevis in the Caribbean. He's been preaching for 20 or 30 years now. Encouraged he is by a great wife and not only does he work in the Nevis St. Kitts area but he makes a big impact, a tremendous positive influence he has throughout the Caribbean. He's been here as well and we've gotten to know him well. Lindsay Mina, working in the Solomon Islands, he's younger, think about this, Older and experienced and proven, younger men with talent and zeal and ability. Terry got to know him. We helped him through school. He has gone back to his home in the Solomons and he serves. I leave after Bible class for Denver and for Bear Valley Bible Institute because of the church here at Westside. Sixty people every year are taught and encouraged who hopefully will preach and teach and encourage and serve in the kingdom of God for a long, long time. Sixty every year just from the Denver location. But we also have helped the school in Fiji. Terry has gone a couple of times now and taught, I believe. And I know he wants to go back as time allows and circumstances. Think about Mary Olry's. And Kyle's nephew, Weston Moses. He's in the school of preaching at Southwest. We're supporting him. Think about Bryce Mayfield. We're supporting him. Think about the grandson of Rocco Pierce, who is the director of the Fiji School of Preaching. Corey is his name supporting him in the school of preaching as well and his wife as she's by his side Lord willing they will pick me up shortly at the airport in Denver everywhere I go I see something of this congregation's fingerprint we're not a large congregation I am sure that there are churches that are far better off financially than we are. But continue. Think of works that are done to assist those that are in need. Just in the last 18 months, as I sat down thinking about this particular lesson, we have helped people who were dealing with a hurricane that had gone through their area we have helped others who were dealing with the aftermath of tornadoes and flooding in the last 18 months we have sent people and food and manpower to Gorman, Texas because of the fires that were there just a summer or two ago remember? There's been a concern about making sure that children were properly clothed when the weather got colder. There are people who've donated clothes and other things to help some of the needy in our own community. We've been interested in building up the church. I have a thumb drive here of probably one of the largest Lectureship programs among us. Polishing the pulpit. Because of you, because of you, and it's not advertised, but because of you, people in four different schools of preaching get a thumb drive. Every student in four different schools of preaching. I don't know that the elders have ever mentioned that. I've not mentioned it, but these have West Side's fingerprint all over them when those people get them. I am glad this church needs money because there's people that need to hear the message of Jesus. I'm glad this church needs money because there are souls that need to be built up and strengthened. There's a lot of hurting people, aren't there? I'm glad this church needs money because there are people that don't have that we can help. Over the years, we have gone beyond the budget. And our elders have asked us to help with churches and special needs. We've helped some individuals get vans. We've helped uh, provide transportation for people to go to and from the hospital. thing I didn't mention earlier, but I should have. We supported Andrew Solomon for years and years. And when he passed away, the support of his widow continued. Why? Because he had served faithfully and she needed help. It's good to do these things. There will be a need until the Lord returns. I am glad this church needs money. And whatever Adam does, it has Westside's fingerprint all over it. Whatever I do has Westside's fingerprint all over it. But most important, whatever we do, has God's goodness and grace all over it. And all we really want is for Him to be glorified. Here's my challenge to you. Since the elders a few times over the years have asked us to give extra in order to help a great cause, let's do something that's practically unheard of. I want to challenge you to go ahead and give extra now And let's encourage the elders to find even more good works for us to be involved with. Amen? Let's offer the elders a temptation. The temptation to whether they're going to store that in the bank or whether we're going to use it. And I believe that God will be honored and that people will be helped. Amen, church? Let's be different this time. We've always responded graciously and generously far as I know, to any need, well, let's go ahead and give beyond and let's see what they do with it. I am, I got to tell you, I'm quite pleased with the way our spiritual portfolio has performed. And I got to be honest, it's done better than my retirement planning. (laughs) But really when your retirement planning is bound up with your spiritual portfolio, everything's okay. Amen? You've listened well. It may be that as we're all thinking about God and His goodness and His faithfulness, there's somebody here today that needs to come to Jesus. You believe in Him. You struggle with trust issues sometimes and doubts and problems but you believe in Him, you want to turn from your sins and acknowledge that He's the Son of God and have your sins washed away by His blood, by the grace of God in baptism. What a great day this would be if you would make this day the day you came to Jesus. And for those of us who are Christians, I'm glad this church needs money. And I wouldn't want to be part of a church that didn't. Would you let us stand and say,